640 Toronto presents Think Tank. Two guests, Toronto's top stories. Now, let's meet the guests. Let's do just that on a Monday morning. Think Tank, we run it all the way up till 8 o'clock. And let's start with the uh, familiar name on our Monday panel. He uh, was, of course, the special assistant to Jean Chrétien, currently CEO of Daisy Group Crisis Communications Firm. I almost called them several times last week. That's a joke here, but it's not. I would call them if I was going to. Here's Warren Kinsella. It's great to have you back on. How are you doing? Thanks, my friend. Uh, and we've got Mohammed Al Rashidi joining us, a human rights lawyer in studio. I could make the same joke and I may need you someday. We just don't know where any of this goes. But thank you for making your way in. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. Um, all right. Let's start here. Um, I was going to I sarcastically wrote to you guys our favorite, but it's not. Let's talk about demonstrations. And here's my take on Toronto. And you guys can call me crazy, weird or uh, absolutely in the wrong. I, if we keep a Toronto lens on this, I think we had a better weekend, Warren. Nothing interrupted the Remembrance Day celebrations. We had a gathering at Christie Pitts by people signifying a, uh, a vigil yesterday. We had marches in the city that didn't seem as disruptive um, and cause less trouble than last week's did. There was no uh, boycott outside Aroma Cafe, no threats of violence. Am I being too positive? I know around the country there's issues, Montreal specifically that we'll get to. But in Toronto, am I being too positive about about the weekend that was? Well, I guess ask Heather Reisman, right? You know, ask the people who feel intimidated about uh, leaving their homes or sending their kids to school or going to work. Um, you know, ask the people who feel intimidated about wearing a Star of David around their neck or a mezuzah on their door frame. Like, you know, and ask the police. Like, the police have received so many reports of hate incidents from anti-Semitism to Islamophobia. They've had to open a whole new website to accommodate the number of uh, complaints and expressions of concern they're getting. And like walk anywhere in Toronto and you'll see a star of David with blood dripping off of it. And if you're a Jew, um, that doesn't make you feel very comfortable, I don't think. I'll, I'll phrase it differently and then I want to get to Muhammad. Were you worried it'd be worse on the weekend? Um, they moved protests from pro-Palestinian demonstrations from Saturday to Sunday. And I think that was the right thing to do. I give the organizers at at at, uh, at, at their core credit for, for recognizing Remembrance Day deserves its own moment. Yeah, and they should have done that in, in London um, over the weekend because it caused all kinds of problems. Some neo-Nazis came out to cause trouble. So, yeah, it should be re- respectful and remember, you know, our forgotten soldiers, you know, who could be Christian or Jewish or, or Muslim. So, yeah, um, that was good. But I mean, you know, like we're all one country guys, right? And, you know, when a Jewish school is being shot up not once, but twice, and community centers are being firebombed and synagogues are being firebombed and people of the Muslim faith are being intimidated and, and, and seeing things happen at mosques. Like, we've got a problem. So I maybe Toronto wants to pat itself on the back this morning. I wouldn't. Like, we're one country, and we've got a problem. Canada's got such a problem, it's attracted international media coverage. People are paying attention to what's going on in this country. Mohammed, how do you view the weekend that was? I always say things don't end up static. They go in one direction or the other. In, in tiny increments, in tiny steps, do you think we might be moving to listening to each other more and having more conversations about these, this issue. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, uh, tough time for a lot of people. I think it's, uh, when I'm looking at what people are, are seeing on the news and especially 
uh, on social media, off of uh, mainstream media, uh, it, it is very disturbing. And I think it's very hard to disconnect between what people are seeing in terms of the atrocities and the mass deaths that are happening in Gaza and the reaction on the street. Uh, so overall, I was uh, very happy to see that things were peaceful. I think the Toronto police uh, has done a good job of managing this. Uh, as uh, Warren said, there has been a lot of reports uh, of incidents. Uh, we will get to Montreal because I think it's yeah. a completely different level when weapons are used. Uh, not that that's related to protesting, uh, mm. but uh, the, the situation and the protesting, I think people uh, are very incensed by what is happening. And I think it's important to look at these protesters overall and see that uh, when Warren says we're one country, I absolutely agree. And I think uh, anybody who looks at the protests uh, keenly and, and with accuracy, they'll see that it is made up of all sorts of uh, people from our community, including Jewish individuals and Jewish groups, as well as obviously those who uh, are from uh, Palestinian backgrounds or Arab or yeah. Muslim and European, all sorts of groups, all sorts of walks of life, because I think overall Canadians uh, are very incensed uh, and against uh, seeing uh, the, this mass killing of civilians that we're seeing in Gaza. Yeah, um, I want to play both of you guys um, some audio from the weekend as well. Here's what I didn't like. So uh, I, I, I told you where I thought we may have improved from last weekend. It's a low bar, admittedly. But um, this is a gentleman named Mo Jaberi, uh, and he spoke about this into a megaphone this past weekend. And and I do wonder if it, if it completely defines what hate speech is. This was in Toronto. Here's what he said. If you're asking for the hostages, if you want your hostages back, you will have your hostages back only, only if you return all our political prisoners, only 11,000 political prisoners. Now, come on, uh, that's Mo Jaberi. He's from a group called Toronto for Palestine and Warren. This guy doesn't look terribly connected to Hamas. I, I'm not sure he's connected to get me a, you know, a, a like a like a nice table at a restaurant at 11 o'clock or eight o'clock on a Friday night. I think that defines what hate speech is right there to me. What was your thought listening to that audio? Yeah, he's with a group called Toronto for Palestine, which has been involved in organizing some of the protests that Mohammed's referred to. And he was on a stage when he said that. You know, when he was negotiating, I guess, in public on behalf of Hamas, he was on stage with Matthew Green, a member of parliament. So, you know, again, like you got to put yourself in the shoes of people who are witnessing these things. And when they hear words like that, when they see a member of parliament on stage with a man like that, you know, if you're Jewish, you're, you're not feeling very comforted by that. And you're possibly probably feeling intimidated by it. <clears throat> so. You know, for sure, um, I think this past weekend was somewhat better than previous weekends, but we have, we should not be patting ourselves on the back. We're not out of the woods yet. No, right? the no. The battle has been joined in, in Gaza, Gaza City. Hamas has not given up. And, you know, its charter makes very clear whether it's, you know, the new one or the 1988 one, their objective is to kill every Jew and to control every inch of Palestine. That's what Article 6 says. And it, it's really important that people are respectful of each other you know and, and respect each other's democratic rights to protest yeah not engage in extreme speech like mo jaberi did this week in toronto Mohammed, when you hear that audio what's it make you think all right so a, a few things and i and i want to 
you know, I, I respect Warren's taking certain positions, and I want to take him up on some of what he's saying here, okay. uh, and and what I've heard him say also on on your on your show last uh, weekend. And I appreciate you having a voice uh, to sort of balance things out today. I think it's it's commendable for you guys here to do this because I think it's very rare at this point when things are heated to see the media do its best and do justice to their audience by having the different perspectives. So, uh, first of all, just really quick on the Hamas charter uh, point. Article 16, Warren, states that the conflict is with the Zionist project. Article 6. Article 6. I understand. Uh, No, no, no. There's nothing in the Hamas charter about killing Jews. It's a conflict with the Zionist project, not Jews or their religion. Hamas is very clear on that, Hamas. And, and, and we're not here to have a discussion about Hamas. Uh, I think the, the actions and all of that, we can get into at a different time. But it is not an organization that attacks Jews worldwide. It's an organization that's related to uh, fighting for Palestinian land. Obviously, any time you kill a civilian, any time, and I say this, and I expect this to be said by everybody who has any kind of human decency, the killing of innocent civilians, a single soul, should never be harmed or killed. And I think that's a very important position that all of us should rally around. And that's why we should be very disturbed by what is happening. I want to get to that gentleman that we heard speaking at the rally. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if, if he's impersonating negotiations and what's supposed to be happening right now. Uh, but uh, he, he's bringing up a point that is, is, is quite lacking in the coverage. And that is the fact that Palestinians have about 7,000 people held by uh, Israel in Israeli jails. And that includes more children, more children, more Palestinian children are held in Israeli jails than Hamas is holding Israelis in total. I'm not even going to count the number of women involved. So I think there is an important point to be made here that when we talk about this horrific situation where Israelis were kidnapped and taken into Gaza, that we realize that the number of Palestinians held and abused by Israelis in Israeli jails is also astounding. And there's such a high volume of material by human rights organizations covering these Israeli abuses of Palestinians for the simple fact that it's been going on for so many years. Sure, sure. Right? So, but, but I wanna get into, I think we have a responsibility when we cover what is happening on the ground and these protests in general and sort of the threats that we face as one people in one country uh, th- to not exaggerate and not to go out of our way. And I, and I, and I take Warren up on this because Warren has, has, has a voice out there and, and, and I respect that and I hope that he can wield that uh, with, with responsibility. I've heard him and read his column repeat that a gentleman uh, by the name of Sharkawi in Montreal, you remember we were talking about the guy in the balcony? On the rooftop in the yeah, balcony. Yeah, and, and, okay. and, and Warren, you, you stated that he's calling upon God to kill uh, Jews. And, and I just want to be clear, why would you say that when he did not say that? Right? He, he did not say kill Jews. And I think it's very alarming when I'm seeing this effort to scare people. I, I don't want my Jewish brothers and sisters to be scared on top of the situation that they're feeling. Why would we add fuel to the fire by saying things that are absolutely not true? Mr. Sharkawi, and I don't know him personally, but I did listen to what he said, and I am fluent in Arabic, and I did read the CBC coverage on it because they had a quote on it, and both were accurate. The CBC covered it accurately in the translation, and, and my uh, Arabic uh, also called, it was, was uh, viewed it as accurately. And he says he was referring to, he denounced Zionist aggressors, and he called on God to, I quote, kill the enemies of the people of Gaza. 
And that, that's just not the same thing as saying kill Jews. I, I don't see Jews as the enemies of Gaza. And, and actually, if we were to take the Israeli government at its word that it's not attacking Gaza, it's attacking Hamas, then this statement shouldn't even... I, I don't even see how this could rise to a level of... You're surprised to get the coverage it got? Because well, it, it is Greg, open-ended. Greg, Greg, Greg. Well, uh, well, can well, I jump we're, in here? Yeah. Can, can well, I, well, I, I, I won't... I, no, no, I definitely won't, Warren. You've gone on long enough. Warren, okay, I, Warren I definitely you, want you to explain why you would say somebody said kill all you, Jews Greg, when he why didn't. Why you permit somebody to come on air and defend the Hamas charter? Defend the Hamas charter? I'm quoting it, Warren. let somebody come on air? I'm quoting it. It's Article 16. defend defend a man who stood up and said he wanted to see the extermination of Zionists and everybody knows what he's referring to Warren so are you taking so back your statement exterminate Warren are you taking back no, 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 what no. you wrote you spoke, in your piece you because he did okay, not I say only, we got we got to go right, but, 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 no, but and, and, and you went, no but you went for a bit right, Muhammad but, can I let Warren I appreciate jump in? that you but I think him three questions and absolutely, he hasn't been able to answer any yet. but accuracy is important particularly when it's driven towards scaring people and making things up I think people have a right to be scared about a few things right now here nor should you. So, Warren, are you taking back what you said? Are you are you correcting Mom, yourself? Uh, okay, you asked him I'll let him speak. Just go, go ahead. Let him go, go ahead, Warren. I look forward to you retracting Thanks that. So much. Thank you. I'm not retracting anything. He said we want we want Allah to exterminate the Zionists. Who the hell do you think he's referring to? The rest of us got it. You're coming on here and trying to whitewash extremist speech, Section 319 of the Criminal Code, which I believe you know something about where you're identifying hatred, promoting hatred against an identifiable group. You're, you're defending the Hamas charter. The <laughs> Hamas charter talks about wiping out the Jews, wiping out Zionists, wiping out Israel, every inch, quote unquote, so, of Israel. So let me jump in in the middle here, Warren, and, and let me ask Mohammed. You're not we're, we've designated Hamas as a terrorist organization. The United States has Canada has the European Union has. We got no issue with that designation, do we? Well, I think that's it, kind of a, I, 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 my concern. And I mean, you said you want to keep it local. I am more than happy to talk about the Gaza. Well, I want to get Montreal too. Right. But I'm more than happy to talk about the Gaza situation in general and talk about the fact that Israel has killed more children in the first three weeks of the bombing than all of the world's armies. And, and terror. Hold, hold on, Robert. Hold on. Oh. Israel has killed more children in the first three weeks of the bombing on Gaza than all of the world's armies and terrorist groups combined in any given year since 2019 wrap your head around that for a second but let's talk about the hamas charter the hamas no, no no i'm asking sure. if we've got a, the right concept here that they're a terrorist organization right so, as per the united states the european union right. and where we are here so, in canada so, right and, and i so, think that's a yes or no question absolutely and and there, there's absolutely but i think what i'm trying to focus on here is to strike fear in the hearts of my Jewish brothers and sisters in Canada and Toronto by making it seem like this group all the way in Gaza, which has never attacked Jews outside of the territory fair. of Israel, fair. have never, and they, they certainly could have. There, there are lots of groups that do these things. Hamas isn't one of them. So why you would we make Hamas it seem that way? Jews why would I scare people unnecessarily, right? And and it, and we'll get to Montreal. Greg, Greg. You've got a responsibility. Uh, Warren, the nation's got a responsibility to tell the truth. Did he just say that Hamas did not attack Jews outside of Gaza? 
outside of Israel, outside of the territories that are in dispute, the occupied territories of the West Bank, Jerusalem, and Gaza. That's a fact. Tell me a time when that happened. And this is an important distinction. I think I got to make clear that this is a terrorist organization. No one defends the actions on October 7th. Everyone condemns the actions on October 7th. Now, if, if, if we say if we say that there have been questions about and, and I knew this would happen about October 10th or 11th. And it's fair to give fair criticism of Israel for saying, I wouldn't do this. I wouldn't do that. The U.N. has it has their opinion. The World Health Organization has their opinion. Other countries have their opinion. You, you guys could both agree our Canadian federal politicians can't get on the same page about what should happen. Bill Blair says one thing. Melanie Jolie says another. Prime Minister Trudeau is all over the place. So there's bound to be disagreement about the response and the proportionality from Israel after October 7th. I think we're getting... I understand what you're saying, Warren, but we're getting hung up on words here. And I do know words matter, but we're getting hung up on them. And I want to move move this conversation forward to ask where we're at in Toronto. Is Are we all good with that? Yeah. Can, we, can we do that for the next six minutes? Go right ahead. So let's talk about Montreal, and I want to know if we're seeing things in Montreal, Warren, from your perspective, that are just more in a vacuum than the rest of Canada. We're seeing protests. We're clearly seeing people that are tense and that are scared. But are we seeing, is there something uniquely concerning about Montreal and racial tension? There's a diminishing English-speaking and Jewish population that's been decreasing over the last decade. Does this factor in? No, Montreal obviously has got a problem. It's had more incidents, more serious incidents, you know, shooting up schools and firebombing synagogues and so on. But, you know, there have been attacks on Jewish businesses in Vancouver. There have been attacks on Jews in Calgary. There have been, there's been uh, explosive materials found outside an Ottawa hospital on the weekend. Like it, it's happening everywhere. And then the, the quote of the jerk, you know, that you played just a few minutes ago. Um, so no, no region can claim, uh, you know, that it's, it's winning the war against hate. Every part of this country has got a problem and proportionately, and Islamophobia is part of it. There've been attack on, attacks on mosques. There's been attacks on Muslims, but far more of it is anti-Semitic in nature. And you can check that out with any police agency. So, you know, it, it is a big problem. And it's a big problem, for example, when somebody comes on air and defends the Hamas charter. I think that that's legitimizing terrorism. And that's something that we, we should not be doing. Warren, I did not defend the Hamas charter. I simply quoted it. And I quoted you misleading everyone by saying that a person called for the killing of Jews when he never did. And that's disturbing when people are well, already scared. These are people who carry generational alive? trauma and you're adding to it. Why would we do that? We should be comforting them. We okay, should be offering on, as much safety said, as he possible. Said, he said, God exterminate the Zionists. Who was he referring that's not, to? That's not, that, that, that is actually what not, he, that is actually, I'm, I'm going to, he, guys, we're going to get, like, you're not going to agree on this in the well, next there's four no, minutes there's not, but Robert, We're not going to agree I, on I'm it. happy to get to the point, but he never said kill Jews. And, and, and let, let me, what, what would you like to move on to, Robert? I'm, I'm more than happy to move on this to Greg, it. Greg actually is, is me. I'm sorry. Greg, that's okay. That's okay. Um, I want to know how you see Montreal and how you see a solution. And what I see right now is politicians and representatives giving lip service and not saying practical things about laws, yeah. enforcement of laws, and protection of these schools. I don't see it. I see words. Yeah, this is a, this is a very heavy, heavy situation. And, and, I, and I say that because, unfortunately, when we're a multicultural society, 
um, we are even more sensitive to troubles abroad, and and I and we've seen that, for example, uh, with the stabbing of uh, of a of a volunteer outside a mosque and uh, a, few, a couple of years ago, and he he was killed by a William von Nutgem, if you may remember, that was caught on CCTV cameras. Uh, and, and I think the more we see these incidents, the more we need to be aware that whatever happens abroad is not a reflection on people in Canada. In other words, if Israel is committing atrocities overseas, as we're seeing right now, that in no way should be a reflection on Jewish Canadians. It's completely unrelated, and it's disgusting for anybody to make that uh, connection or in any way use violence against people. Now, I don't know what's behind the shootings. Uh, we have to assume during the time, we have to be suspicious that it may be related. But of course, we have to protect all of our institutions. Well, it looks like anti-Semitism is behind the shootings. Um, uh, obviously, the timing makes it suspicious that way. I, 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 unfortunately, I deal with evidence. I, I can't make that conclusion. I can be suspicious, but oh I can't make that God. conclusion uh, right away. Right. Uh, I think, it, I think it's, oh a, it's, it's a very disturbing act, and the timing of it seems that way. But until you catch the perpetrators uh, and, and you get more information, you but can't you, make that evidence. You, you can't, can't make that let conclusion. Me, you let can't. me get this straight. Let me get this straight. So firebombing a synagogue and shooting up schools three times is not anti-Semitic in, the, in its nature. In its no, of course, it's, of, course right? it's an, of course it's an attack on the Jewish community. I'm talking about it being related to the conflict. I'm not, obviously the attack is, is a criminal offense and whether it's related to hate or not, more than likely it is, but I think just somebody who, who looks at the facts. Okay, I think but you, we're not in a courtroom right now, so I'm asking your opinion of it. And, and, oh, and, of and, and it's based on oh, the oh, evidence that we've seen of on course. newscasts and what the media has provided. Of course. That's and what we have to go to, of right? Of course, and it's our duty to rally behind everybody that's impacted by that emotionally as well as physically. Fortunately, so far, it hasn't been physical, and it's very important to rally behind people who are affected by it. In this particular case, it's the Jewish community. Absolutely. i got a couple minutes left, and I want to ask both you practical questions about where we're at with the efforts for hostages to be freed. Warren, Joe Biden's talking with uh, a third party in Qatar. He's not negotiating directly with uh, the terrorist group, but he is negotiating with uh, Qatar. Is there hope that there's these talks intensifying lead to the potential lowering of the temperatures and the potential, not the end of the conflict, but but in essence, getting people back that have been missing for 37 days now? Yeah, no, for sure. And and Netanyahu and others have been clear that one of their key objectives has been the release of the uh, hostages, more than 200 of them. And so there are reports, who knows if they're true, that uh, the Qataris are participating in effort to ha- see the release of some Palestinian women and teenagers uh, in prison in uh, in Israel. So, you know, that's promising if it happens, but I guess we'll have to wait and see if it happens. What do you see happening, Mohammed? Yeah, I, I don't think uh, there's an easy way out of this. I think this is going to continue. And uh, I, I think Qatar is a country that is well-placed at this time because it has the largest U.S. military base in the region. So it does show its connections to the U.S., who has sided 100% with Israel in this conflict. At the same time, it was used by Netanyahu in particular to give money to Hamas uh, to to uh, try and counter the PLO and Yasser, uh, and Yasser Arafat's group when, when they were trying to divide the Palestinians. So, but, but let me uh, note as well, can I note that the United States is the largest provider of aid to Palestinian refugees, like by by millions of dollars compared to the Arab states that surround 
right. Palestine. So I wouldn't, you said they're 100% on the side of Israel. If anything, they're pushing Israel. They pushed Israel into this humanitarian pause. They'd love to push them into an environment where there is, there are fewer, there are fewer casualties and losses of life. Yeah, Greg, I don't, I don't, every single weapon that's used right now to kill what we're seeing over 11,000 Palestinians is, is an American weapon and it's provided by the U.S. So I'm not sure if providing weapons to kill people en masse while at the same time but how can passing we, off a, how can a, we not a counter, bag of weed. Uh, no, 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 uh, but how can we not them? counter the, the international aid that is, again, like uniquely greater than all the other Arab states combined. Saudi Arabia gives a, about a, a pittance. They could snap a finger and, and they give them $25 million a year. We're talking about the United States giving Palestinian refugees in the neighborhood of $280 million in 2022 alone. Yeah, I, I how don't... Can we not, how can we not bridge that gap and say they both matter? Uh, I, I do think they both matter. And I think if, if both did matter equally, we would have had peace at this point. The reason we don't have peace is because you don't have a balance of power. That's how Israel made peace with all of it, with the neighbors that it has made peace with. Egypt, Jordan. Jordan. That's why there was peace, because there was a balance of power. The Palestinians are so weak, and Israel has so much support and military power vis-a-vis the Palestinians that we don't have peace right now. We have the slaughter that we're seeing. So I'm going to hold this here. Israel looking to shut down and destroy Hamas has collateral damage. And I agree with you. And it keeps me up at night. And it there's not a person I know that is agonized by this. But you understand when they're attacked on October 7th, this is their goal. So it doesn't ever happen again because this group has said we'll do it again. We'll do it again and again and again until we eradicate Israel. Yeah, I, I think calling what Israel is doing in Gaza collateral damage is disingenuous. It does not reflect what is happening. I think anybody who's looked at it, and many human rights organizations have, many inspectors and investigators have, whether they be military or the United Nations or others, and everybody concludes yeah. that Israel is looking to humiliate and hurt Palestinians as much as possible. It's so not a universal opinion, but it's an opinion. But it's, it, <laughs> but it's not a universal opinion. It's, 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 it's very difficult to argue against, and I'm happy to get into it at some point if you wish i gotta get out of here warren thanks for the time today muhammad i appreciate it as well thank you very much